This is Guy Fieri. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the show we've been waiting for. Full of insults and insights, highlights and hot topics, bad jokes and cheap values. It's the one-stop shop for everything you don't need but gotta have. So sit down, hold on, call your boss because you're gonna be late. This is the Opie Radio Show. Oh yeah, and Carl. This is the Opie Radio Podcast, episode one, and I find myself in the middle of New Jersey, in the woods. I am currently on a uh, on a dirt road. Yes, uh, I, I got to put my seatbelt on. Rough, uh, rough terrain ahead, and uh, I'm going to get Carl, Carl Ruiz, the Cuban. You might know him from the Food Network. He's Guy Fieri's very good friend. He's a star on the Food Network. Wins all the time on grocery games. And I decided if I was going to start a podcast that I wanted to do it uh, my own way. Westwood One had such big, giant plans for me. They wanted me to have this uh, first episode in front of a live audience with a ton of fans. They wanted me to get A-list celebrities. They wanted me to get the media there and make it a huge over-the-top event. Tim Sabian also told me that the first podcast could actually be simulcasted on the big jumbotron in Times Square. And I told Tim Sabian and Westwood One, I said, I don't want to do any of that. I want to do it my way. So with that said, I'm on this dirt road I'm 800 feet from Carl's Cabin. There's a lot of really old-looking houses out here and barns. A lot of abandoned houses. Oh, my God. My car is just rocking back and forth. (laughs) Is he really living out here? I got to get out of the car now because I honestly don't know. Wait, is that him over there? I'm now getting out of my truck, and I'm now walking up to Carl's Cabin. The front door is wide open, just swinging in the wind. This is how it all begins. I gotta remind myself, I used to be a big radio star, and now I'm in the middle of the woods in New Jersey, walking up to a house that looks abandoned. (laughs) That's your front yard? yard. The parking's up there. What are you, Zsa Zsa Gabor? <laughs> this is the, do you see where my car's parked up in there, where, the, where there's no grass? I, I parked That's where the, people walk there. I parked where the gravel is. No, there's gravel everywhere. This there's is the woods. There's no gravel everywhere. This where's is a... The toilet paper? I gotta take out the garbage. Where, where are we going with your garbage? truck. You can't leave the garbage here, because the bears will come, they'll hump the, the garbage, and then they'll eat your face. You don't have garbage pickup? You do, but do you want to pet a bear every morning when you wake up? What are you talking There's about? There's giant bears here. Do you own that too? No, I don't own that yet. What do you mean yet? Well, I want to buy that one, but it's hard to get a mortgage on it because it has a, uh, it's not really a septic system. I think they just shit and throw it in the grass. So we're walking to your van to put the garbage in? Right, and then I'll put the garbage out in the city. So you're trying to save money on garbage pickup. What are you talking about, save money on garbage? I'm not saving any money. <laughs> That's my laundry. What's wrong with you? That's your laundry. Yes. How can you tell the difference between your laundry and your garbage? Oh, it's like talking to Donald Trump Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been out here? Uh, In the woods? Yeah. I've been in the woods. (laughs) You're something, Opie. Yeah, I'm something. God forbid. You've been here for five minutes. You ruined everything. God forbid I I park my car. Hold the job because you don't respect anything. What are you talking about? (laughs) This is fun. (laughs) I was telling I was telling everyone that uh, 
I have to remind myself that I was a big radio star, and now I'm walking up to this. What is this? Where are you living? This isn't this awesome. Set it up nice and put a little Spanish candle out for you. Is that where we're podcasting? Yes. Look, I made a look. It's got astroturf and everything. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't live here, do you? Yes. Are, are you serious? Yeah, look, because I'm drying the coal because it got wet, so I can... Uh, it's my bedroom right here. See? I got carpet at Walmart the other day. Very nice. Bro, I have to pretty much duck, though. What do you mean? I'm not that tall, but the ceilings can't be more than six and a half feet. Well, you're taller than the average cabiner. Yeah? Wait, is this the whole house? This is it. We walked ten feet. No, no, there's more there. You want to go to the West Wing? Wait, Wait, don't go in there yet. I'm cleaning. Oh, okay. What? You don't want to see that. <laughs> no. No, I had an episode in there. <laughs> you blew up your bed. Oh, I, oh was, a wild turkey came through the window and I made a mess out of everything. Why would you get make a mess if a wild turkey comes to your window? And then I poo everywhere. Wait, this is your kitchen? This is the kitchen. This this is a little low on the low side. <laughs> you think? Yeah, you got to careful. You hit your head. Wow, you're really... <laughs> that's, the, that's the equipment? Yeah, well. You're walking around with an 1988 iPod? <laughs> I got a tiny little recorder. This is embarrassing. <laughs> help with the garbage? No, I don't want you to do anything. Wait. You're already driving all over people's property. Wait, we have to go back to the van with yeah, more garbage? Take another walk to the van. And, and I'm in a kitchen that can't be more than, uh, let me think, six feet by maybe ten. And the ceilings in Carl's cabin is really, like, kind of low to begin For with. For normal. They're, what? For me, they're normal. Normal height. Doesn't bother me at all. Well, uh, well, then you get in the kitchen, and then you got a slope. So literally, on the right side of your kitchen, I, I can't stand. Opie, are you a realtor? You're what? literally describing my house. It's not for sale. Uh, but, uh, you got to make this stuff visual. I understand. You want to make something visual? Tell me about that little pacemaker you're walking around with with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Look how old it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> we used to be in a state-of-the-art studio, and now I'm walking. Fabian steal that from Gary Delabate in 88? <laughs> Tim is so mad at me because I, I was saying in the car when I uh, when I started this thing right. that uh, Westwood One had like big plans for us. They're like, okay, your first episode, we want in front of a live audience, in front of all your screaming fans. They're gonna be so excited to see you. And then I want you to call all your A-list, uh, you know, friends, and we'll get a we'll just stack the lineup with all these celebrities, and we'll ca- we'll call the media and make sure they're there filming the whole thing. And then Westwood One tells me that they have such connections that they could put our first episode of the podcast on the Jumbotron in, in Times Square. This all sounds like it's not true because you're at my cabin. <laughs> no, well, that's my point though. So I go, Tim, man, that all sounds good, but you got to let me do it my way. And this is my way. What do you think? I think it's an awful idea. You don't like the idea? I like the idea. It's fun. It's great to have you up here. What do you think about my, about my little cabin in the woods? It's a little weird. Why is that? Is it the yellow? I think you have a story to tell when, when I get the podcast equipment inside, because this is a little weird. I know, I know how you were living, and now you're living like this, so something had to have happened. A lot of stuff happened. <laughs> Cuban doesn't end up in the woods for no reason. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to haul... Oh, wait. Come here. Come here. I, I know you've done a lot of walking already, but now we got to walk... Now we got to walk back to my car, all right? And you got to move it, too. Why? No one's in that. We're going to come home. That guy, he's got two fucking bloodhounds here. They're going to eat your whole fucking car. Just put the car over there. Uh, I don't feel like moving. I'm not moving. All right, listen. So, then we got to... I'll turn this this portable unit off. <laughs> Look at this. That's not doing anything. 
I don't even know if it's no, on. It's totally not. You're just talking so much like two dum-dums in the woods. Can you describe this? What is it? Timmy McVeigh had one in the woods just like this. And here's and look. No way. Look at all this. That's the equipment that they gave me. And, uh, you know, it's a full setup, but it's really heavy. We don't have an engineer. We don't have a producer. Literally, you got me. <laughs> and that. And that. So we're going to bring all that in and set it up proper, I guess. They, they, there's the sticker that says property of Westwood One costs more than the headphones. <laughs> hey, do you have a basketball? I see you got a basketball hoop over there. That's not, not for you. Why? Who I tried that. No, but the thing is, is that there's mud right on the bottom of it. Right. And then there's a rock. So if it hits it, the ball goes right in the woods and you get a deer tick. Wait, does deer ticks oh around here? God, Bro. Everywhere. Here, let's walk around the outside of your cabin. I, I thought the uh, the tour of Carl's cabin would take a, a little longer than it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's quaint. How many square feet is this for real? A square foot. <laughs> this can't be more than... 500 maybe maybe 500 square feet 450. it's like a new york city apartment I, I can't lie carl i wanted to make fun of it i, like I kind of like it <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities to really break your neck on your oh my God, in your backyard so here so then you walk all the way through these leaves right here yeah. and then if you walk if you walk all wait the way wait wait they like stuff like this walk they like that they so like you, all the sounds way past these big trees and there's a little lake that I have access to. Yeah. So it's great. The well is right up, up there where that pipe is. The water's delicious here. Wait, you gotta get your own water? It's a well, yeah. There's no there's no nothing. This is a well and a septic tank. That's it. So how do you take a shower? A well has a pump, Opie. No, I mean how do you take what a are shower? You, Thurston Howell? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been <laughs> how do you take a shower in your house? It has a shower. Yeah, but I don't get how like you get water from the well and then it what? It has a pump. Yeah. A gravity-fed pump, and it shoots the water into the pipes like everything else. That is oh, pressure like anything all right, else. I, I, all right, I got it. So down this, down that way, right. is a blind kid camp. Really? Dude. The other day, there was one just, like, totally blind, like... Just wandering And around. everybody comes out like, that way! That way! <laughs> when I was growing up, we uh, lived close to an old age home, right. and every once in a while, one would get away and start wandering yeah, yeah. down 25A. Right, well, here's a blind kids. They... All of a sudden, you get a random blinder. Really? Oh, my God. And the people here, they, they don't get it. So they're yelling at him, making a kid go in circles because <laughs> <laughs> he's blind. So they're like, that way, that way. The kid's going right into a, right into a bush because <laughs> then he gets flustered. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. What else could you show me? Um, I guess this is it for the cab and the street's up that way. And then we can go. We can drive up the road. Okay. And there's a place called Picatinny Arsenal which is one of the shadiest places you'll ever see. It's where they test all the firearms for the government. And there's a part that I figured out to go through the woods where you can see them where they test the rail gun from this giant gun that they put on tracks just right. in case. It's crazy. Oh, I would love to see that. Dude, it's its own city. You're not allowed to go in. They got helicopters. They got the crazy shit. Here's a rock. Yeah, yeah, I see the rock. Yeah. It's a giant rock. rock. I'm starting to think that maybe I should have listened to Tim Sabian. What's that about what? <laughs> About doing this proper in front of a live audience with our fans. Yeah, maybe this wasn't the smartest thing. <laughs> with some A-list celebrities, the media, the Jumbotron. They have a they have a dog that's way too excited. He's like a 60-pound pit bull. Really? But he's the friendliest thing in the world, but you don't know that till you meet him. Right. So he just comes through the woods at 100 miles an hour at you. Holy and he just shit. wants to say hi. So the first day, I swear to God. What, what's the scariest dog for you? Uh, Rottweilers. 
Yes. They don't seem like to be. You can't reason with a Rottweiler. Yes. You know, they're just, they and they're drooly. Right. And they're bigger than a pit bull. Yeah. Well, my number one is absolutely a German Shepherd. You're scared of German Shepherds? Yeah, I got I got nipped on uh, the inside of my left knee on a paper route when I was 12. I never got over it. It doesn't sound very dramatic, Opie. Huh? That's not true. Well, it knocked me off my. Well, I was I was riding you lost my. Your balance. It wasn't the dog. You got no. Nervous. I was riding my. You got the walking <laughs> steering wheel. You know when you're a little kid and your steering wheel starts going 100 miles an hour because you're all scared. <laughs> Actually, I got a story about my sister that did just that. No shit. Yeah, we were delivering penny savers, I which is high speed wobbles. I, we were the only ones that delivered penny savers that we actually delivered them to houses. Everyone else we knew, they took their penny savers that day and dumped them somewhere, and then went and had a good, you know a good time because no, no one gives a crap if their penny saver didn't show up so my sister and i shared the route and we only had one bike because we were really poor right and my parents would drop us off i don't know she was like 12 no how old was she yeah, whatever she was like 16 i think and i was 10 and uh my parents would drive us miles for this penny saver route and then we'd have to drive the ride the bike home and my sister is a panicky pete and we're going down this <laughs> we're going down this really large hill and she just panics and realizes that she doesn't know how to ride a bike anymore for some reason and the high speed wobble sets in that, that, yeah she br you brought back the memory and then Slow the motion death and then the wobble happened and then i wobbled 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 to the left wobbled to the right and then wobbled back off to the right fucked up my knee so bad screaming bloody murder we had to like you know knock on neighbors doors until someone answered and and then growing up and then they would call our parents and You're then they came injured till someone helped you uh, yeah of course saw this we built this we put this what up. is this solar powered right here so this is a motion light yeah let me tell you something i know what a motion light is i thought it was a good idea to have this motion light but now when i'm in the cabin and it goes off at 2 in the morning, I know there's a giant monster animal out here. Whoa. So it's unsettling, because when that light turns on, right. next thing you know, there's a blackbird. He's just playing with himself, like just looking at you. Because yes. they love this big window here. Well, and this big window, uh, this is how this started when I walked up to your, uh, your cabin. They love sounds on podcasts. <laughs> That's not too, like, sturdy, man. A, a barrel go right through it. Right through that right shit. Right through it. So anyway, yeah, um, German Shepherds are my number one scary dog. Uh, Rottweilers and Dobermans because they're fast. We got one in our building. It's a guard dog, uh, German Shepherd. Every time I get in the elevator with it, it's like I'm, I'm 12 years old again, getting bit in the left knee. I panic. I don't think the dog really bit you. I, I, I got to put you up for investigation. I, you might have just fell off the bicycle. You might have just got scared. No. This feels like a scared snow. And the funny thing is I'm trying to tell my son who's scared of all dogs not to be scared of dogs. And then right. we're in the elevator, uh, and that German Shepherd comes in. Right. He now looks at me, my my son, who's only seven, and goes, "Dad, I thought you know, I thought I'm not supposed to be scared of dogs." He could right. see the fear in my face. Oh my god, that's the worst. You want your coffee? Yeah, let's. Uh... I think we did it as far as like the walk up to Carl's cabin. Now I'm going to turn the the portable soda. unit. I got soda, pickles, and chocolate cookies, and I got sauce, uh, salami from Italy that they brought me. Ah. Wow, you're rocking out here. Yeah, dude, I'm loaded for bear. All right, listen, I'm going to turn off the portable unit. <laughs> How can they look you in the face and give you that? <laughs> Seriously, Ovi. Nobody chuckled. Nobody Nobody was like, here, dick. Like, nobody, nothing. This is the equivalent of wearing a kick me sign on the back of your fucking shirt. <laughs> I'm a sick person, though. 
Because I love this. You do love this. I love this. You love that, like, starting from the bottom shit, man. Yes. Because that's the deal. So I, that's what I was trying to explain to Westwood One. I'm like, let's. I don't need all the, you know, the the flashiness and and all that stuff. I want to start from nothing. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because for me to make fun of you in a, in a house like this, it's got to be bad, Opie. I want to start from nothing, you and then did. and then I want to. Yeah, you did. I want to build this in front of everybody. Dude, that's that's my goal. Battery is building it by hundred percent. Well, speaking of that, I keep looking. I think we only have a couple more minutes left on this battery. From my phone lasts all day. I got doors open. Look at the back of this thing. <laughs> Don't touch it. It looks so heavy. I'm panicking. <laughs> I'm panicking. Opie has three buttons. This thing is not working. Uh, I don't believe any of this. I think you're just up here having fun. <laughs> uh, well, so we'll turn this off. Yeah, let's turn that off. Or it'll turn off by itself. And then I got to figure out how the other equipment works. We're going to set it up. Let me think. Should we set it up over here? <laughs> or should I set it up over here? I would say over here. Let me see your bathroom before I turn no, this no, off. Not ready yet. I gotta clean it. What do you mean not ready? I, I just made a mess in there. Let me clean it. I'm not allowed in your bathroom. Not yet. I just drove an hour to get here. I gotta take a leak. You can pee. Look at this. There's 14 acres. Go pee on one, a little bit on each tree, like a crazy dog. All right, you're collecting more garbage. All right, I'm here. I'm at Carl's cabin for the first episode of the Opie Radio podcast. Now we're gonna go and uh, bring in the real equipment and sit down at. <laughs> And sit down. What is this? What do you mean? You don't even have furniture in this place. What are, you, what are these three pieces? These are these are exclusive pieces from IKEA. Look at this beautiful red table. What 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 is that? What are you talking about? It, That's not furniture. What is it? Are those chairs from the old Yankee Stadium? No, they're from my restaurant. They're from Marie's. Well, that bombed. I mean, they. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually answered me. <laughs> You know when they, uh, See, this is my closet. You, know, you know when they demolish an, uh, an old stadium and the, and you had these old wooden. Oh, why am I explaining it? It looks like a chair that you would have sat to watch Babe Ruth play baseball. This is this is it. This is my closet, bro. What happened? Are you, you going to tell me what happened? Everything. You're going to tell me everything. Okay, I'm walking into your bathroom because I got to go to the bathroom. For real? How are you anal living like? Because my bathroom is important. All right, I'm turning this off for real. Let's go get the rest of the equipment. Go get your equipment. You won't even notice that we turn this off because it'll be a quick edit to us sitting down at this that at this table. So. I see the Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. I'm, I'm a big fan of D and D. All right. We'll be back. The Westwood One Podcast Network. The Jim Ross Report. By WrestleMania 2019, I would be very surprised if Braun Strowman not only is not in the main event, but that he wins that match and becomes the champion. As long as he's not force-fed and he's brought along organically at a nice, comfortable pace. The Jim Ross Report. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free Free. from the Westwood One Podcast Network. Opie Radio. What the fuck? The Opie Radio Podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. All right, we're back. <laughs> I hated that. 
<laughs> All right, we're back with the OP Radio View. All right, well, we set up the equipment. We're in Carl's cabin in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey. A lot of woods. And you just explained to me that there's like uh, 10 miles to our left where no one could build, right? Oh, this is a family state park. So it's kind of creepy out here. Well, it's creepy if you're if you're a creep. It's it's creepy, but it's quiet. It's, it's peaceful. Quiet. With my uh, my meditation that I like to do, you maybe mean. maybe I could like sit on that log after we're done and just uh, do like twenty minutes of meditation. You want to want to do some meditation with me? I got to be honest about that log. What? I sat on that log. Yeah. There's like 19 beetles on my back in like five seconds. <laughs> really? I hate outside. I just like looking at it. <laughs> Do you have those fire ants out here? I, there's all kinds of ants. Yeah. There's like an army of ants. Really? It's, wherever you stand there, ants yeah. tell the other ants. And in 10 minutes, <laughs> the crawl- whole floor is black. They're crawling up yeah. your leg. It's awful. Oh, that log looks very peaceful. I want to sit on that. Giant beetles with horns on them in that thing. Yeah, not good. But uh, I think the equipment works. I had to set this whole thing up. Right. I, I, I hope people understand where I was with my career and where I where I'm now at night and day where I'm I feel like when I first got into radio I had to do um, I, I had to do some of that portable DJing to make ends meet and I had to get equipment from this guy's um, house his garage he would set up a kit like the kit I just brought over to you right and then I would have to bring this kit to like a restaurant or a, or some kind of a hall and set it up and be like a party DJ and that's how I made ends meet and then at the end of the night I had a bring all the equipment back to this guy's garage and drop it off. So I kind of feel like that's where I'm at again in my life. I got to actually set up a radio show in in mobile locations. I don't think this equipment's much different than the ones that you had back then. No, of course not. There's nothing digital on this machine. (laughs) Nothing. You were just looking around. (laughs) I'm looking at this thing. It looks like it should be in a Russian satellite from the 60s. Oh, be careful. You went into the red. (laughs) We got meters. Got a meter. This thing looks like a Geiger counter. <laughs> I got to be honest. I deserve this. I you, deserve this. This is karma. I was getting a little too comfortable with everything where I would stroll in. I would have all these producers. I was doing radio with uh, professionals. Yes. Not that you're not a professional, I'm Carl. Not. You understand what I'm trying to say here. And and I had engineers. So if the, anything went wrong, they would run in and fix everything. And now uh, we don't have any of those things. I don't have a producer. We don't have a producer. We don't have. We don't have anything. I'm not even supposed to be on the radio. Why? I'm a cook. (laughs) (laughs) How many bad decisions can you make in a row? (laughs) Actually, that's where I find the good people. You do Uh, just regular people that know how to be funny. And uh, it's it's, pretty, isn't it? Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe it as pretty. Tread lightly, Opie. I would I would describe it as very quaint. I'll take quaint. Very uh, uh Don't look down like very, that. I hate uh, looking down. That's that, not a nice Is that a linoleum floor? Those are custom tiles from the <laughs> they're, they're custom tiles. Yes. <laughs> Those are hand cut to be put there. That's when plastic first started. Yeah. That's that's artisanal. And 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 is your whole cabin kind of sliding into the woods because I, I noticed there's like there's a decline, a dramatic decline from the front door to your bedroom. Because of my weight problem, I am very gravity sensitive, and I do walk faster yeah. towards the bedroom yeah, than I do towards the kitchen. Yeah, you're walking downhill in this part. I don't think you should point things out like that. I think it's mean to be at someone's home. 
I, I enjoy it. I, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I, I do like the quaintness of it. It is very quaint. But it, it seems like it's a cabin right out of one of those teenager uh, slasher movies. Oh, everything. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> one of my city friends came here, yeah. and he has no filter. Yeah. And he comes in, he goes, this is the worst effing place. I want to leave right now. <laughs> He goes, there's so many ghosts in there, I can't even fit. Really? Yeah, he felt the ghost energy. No, I believe in that shit. He believes there's ghosts in here. Really? I think someone was killed in here. No, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean. That I wouldn't be surprised because uh, that's a plexiglass window. That window has been replaced. Someone jumped out of there with a knife in their back. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And the landlord's like, I'll just put a plexiglass window up for the next guy. Time to put it back on Zillow. (laughs) Right. I'll tell you that at night, this cabin has to have a, a much different feel. Yeah. During the day, it's all bright and cheery. And you look out this window, you can see a deer or a black bear at any moment. And then at night, man, every noise has got to freak you out. It, it has to. It's a 200-foot walk from the car to, oh, really? to the cabin. And it's pitch dark, right? It's a different type of dark. It's like you're blind dark. Oh. And things just make noise out there. And right. you're like, what is that? And I swear... I am a nervous wreck. I shake to open the door. I got my phone line and I dropped the phone. The other day I dropped my phone outside. I left it outside. I was so scared. I left my phone outside and just went to sleep. See, see, I'm breaking you down. This is what I'm good at, breaking you down. You're like, no, Ope, you're going to love this place. It's so cool. You're scared of, uh, of darkness. <laughs> I hate it here. It's the worst decision I've ever made in my life. The woods is bullshit. I hate it here. Uh, so I, I think we got to tell the people how how we know each other and uh, a little of your history, Carl. Sure. Because we never went through that on the old radio show at at, uh, at that satellite company. Oh, we don't talk about them. Ah, I had a good time there. Yeah, I'm sure you did in the hallway. Do you I, mind if I open this beer? Up? No, let's do that. So, what, what kind of beer you got today? This is uh, Founders CBS, uh, Michigan. Michigan guys, yeah, uh, Founders Brewery. They're unbelievable. So this is uh, an Imperial Stout. Yeah, so it's nice and you know it's nice and heavy. With uh, chocolate and coffee. I don't like stouts. I'll drink the whole thing. <laughs> you I'm so nervous up here. I'll drink this whole thing. <laughs> Look at me. I don't like. I'm it. kind of upset that I got to share it. <laughs> you only have one beer. Well, it's a giant beer. Yeah. And I was hoping you'd say no, but now you want to drink them. I don't know. No, I'll check it out for real. All right, let's try. I'm not sure if I actually like stouts. I don't know why. Do you like stouts? This is one of the best beers. In the and, world. and what makes a beer a stout? Oh, I don't know. You really don't know? Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's a style. It's a it's a really but, cool style. Yeah. What, what fraternity did you get these cups from? I got these at the dollar store. <laughs> okay. They're red plastic cups. <laughs> They're wonderful. There should be a, like a, a fraternity logo on the side of this cup. What the hell's wrong with you? You just came up here and just shit on everything that I have. I can't shit on the fact you got plastic cups. These are biodegradable in a couple hundred years. All right. Huh? Try that. Whoa, yeah. that is smooth for real, man. So here's the problem with starting to get talking about beers. Yeah. People that are beer nerds are the same as like Trekkies mm-hmm. or Star Wars people or, you know, they're so nerdy into this that right. I tread lightly. Right. And I try to stay away from the, the beer craft craze because the people are out of their minds. They're out of their minds. Jehovah Witness crazy. Right. So um, I know a couple good beers that I like, but usually I don't drink light beers. Like we were talking the other day, right? Yeah. I like 70 style lagers and pilsners. 
Like Schlitz. Like Schlitz. Old Milwaukee. Like old Milwaukee. Uh, PBRs. Right, because I drink bourbon. Yeah. And I just use beer as a lubricating agent so that I can get drunk and fall asleep out here in the wilderness. <laughs> and forget about your problems. Oh, man, they, they don't go away anymore. <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> there is too many. My life is awful right now. We will get to why uh, Carl's oh. living in a cabin. I just look at my Instagram like <laughs> six months later before. I'm like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Well, people make fun of me because I, I like uh, a little fruit in my beers <laughs> a little bit, right? You know, the grapefruit beer. Right. Um, yeah, I really do like, you know, a little lemon and, and whatnot. But I, I, I do have to tell you this. I, I like those uh, same beers as you do. Yeah. The old school. Yes. Like the old Olympia beers, Jenny's. Well, because it brings back uh, memories it of does. like you're with your boys. Right. You're not really allowed to drink yet. So someone sneaks a six pack and it's always a cheap beer and you right. go in the woods and you drink. So when I, I, I taste like an old Milwaukee or right. a PBR a Schlitz, it brings you right back, right. right back to being in the woods, looking at some dumb Playboy magazine, yeah, like I wondering what tree you're gonna whack off, uh, that was you Tuesday. know, behind. <laughs> that was Tuesday. <laughs> Good old Tuesday. Right. <laughs> but let me tell you something. And another thing that I, that I that I love about cheap beers is I drink at a high rate of speed. I like to chug beers. Do you really? Yeah. So you don't well, like enjoying a beer. I'm enjoying the hell out of it at 100 miles an hour. When you're chugging it? Oh, because it's Can so you re- refreshing and crisp. Right. I, all right. I get that. You know, like, usually, look at me. Usually, I'm, my salt content's through the roof. So, I'm always thirsty. Yeah. Right? So, I, I take a little shot of Jim Beam, and then all of a sudden, I get this cold, ice cold out of a cooler. There's nothing better. Real ice. Yeah. And you crack that beer, and you do half of it one shot. I can't do that. I know you can't. <laughs> I've been with you long I'm enough. A <laughs> anyway, first burp on the new podcast. There you go. Wow, write that one down. So this is what is this called? It's called Founders CBS. CBS. And, and, and all and, the beer nerds will love it. It's it's a it's imperial, imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee, aged in maple syrup. I taste the maple syrup. Isn't that delicious? And uh, and and it's what aged in bourbon barrels. I think so. Very yeah, nice, Carl. Rich. For real, that's really, really nice. I got to mention they're they're um, they're showing a lot of Corona commercials on TV. Okay, and I'm watching uh, a lot of basketball, a lot of the NBA playoffs and whatnot. So they're they're showing Corona and they're making Corona uh, sound like it's the most amazing beer ever. Right. And they show people like putting the lime in the Corona. Can you explain why they do that? Because I found that fascinating when you first told me. It has nothing to do with the flavor. Nothing. Most in Central South America and in the Yucatan and, you know, all these places, um, you drink outside. Actually, you basically live outside. Right. People don't realize how in and out the life is out there. Right. right. Um, your house is basically just a little shelter. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with poverty, overwhelming <laughs> poverty. <laughs> right. I mean, but um, the bugs there are like Jurassic Park. They're very aggressive. They're like New York City pigeons. They don't care. Yeah. A bug will fly right into your head. Yeah. Right into your mouth. They don't care. Right. So people put an acid on the neck of the beer so that the bugs won't fall into your beer when you're drinking outside. Same thing with margaritas. They put salt on the rim. It has nothing to do but the taste. But the taste. Like, you know how many times I'm sitting there and then you got some Bloomingdale's mom just sitting there saying, oh, I love the salt. I'm like, I hate everything about you. I want you to have an aneurysm. I'm a big fan of margaritas. Oh. 
<laughs> Big fan. And I don't mind a little salt on the rim. It's silly. So everyone thinks they're being sophisticated, but uh, the tradition started just to keep the bugs away. It's so easy with food and alcohol to, to make people be complete idiots. I remember we would go and we were chefs. We would get invited to wine tastings. Yeah. So one time we had a wine tasting at the plaza and they were doing verticals of uh, Rothschild. Right. Rothschild's a very high-end Bordeaux, nice. right? And we were in there with all our chef credentials and everything. And we would pick somebody like a Mark and make them make them agree with us. And we would say stupid stuff about the wine. Right. And they would agree. <laughs> so we would come up to people. And the lady would look, and we had the Jack executive chef. So all of a sudden, we have all the prominence in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're an, we're an authority. So I would take a sip of some crazy wine, and the lady would be looking at me, and I would say, I'm getting a lot of wet clay. <laughs> and the lady would look at me, and then she, as she's looking at me, she would take a sip. She's, and I would see her nod her head in agreement. She's like... I get it. It's all there. All in the front, right, Carl? I said, absolutely, just wet clay everywhere. Everywhere. And we would just stare at this lady like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You can't even think what you're even tasting on your own. Right. You know, you just saw this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been high for a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just had a Twix bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't taste the, I can't taste the thing. Right. But you're going to agree with me that it tastes like wet clay. Yeah. And that's, that's why you stay away, especially like with beers like this. There's so many people that have no qualifications whatsoever, and they just rant mm. these talking points. Yeah, on um, beer, like uh, these people, like they're really into IPAs, right? I I'm I'm not a fan of IPAs. Let me and tell you a little story about IPAs. Yeah, beer. please. So IPAs were designed to be bad beers. You can ask me why. <laughs> well, when the British occupied India, um, there was no beer in India, so the British would ship beer from England. Right. What they would do is they would call them IPAs. They would load them up with hops and they would make them super bitter so that they could withstand the travel. Is that where the IPAs yes. come from? So it's actually a faulty beer. Right. Right off the bat. And I just sit here and I listen to these people like, did you have the whatever IPA? I'm like, no. That's like potted meat. They're they're too bitter for me. Of course, that's they're designed to they're designed to withstand shipment on a hot boat from Europe to India. Do you think most people uh, just make believe that they like IPAs? Most people make believe they like most things. Really? And I've noticed that in food. There's a very few people I know that have that are honest with their own palate. Mm. And that's why if you see a lot of my on my Instagram and everything, I post. I never post anything over twenty dollars. Like I just. I'd rather talk about a hamburger where we can all talk about it. Right. When I see these food trends and I see people eating, I see people eating salmon. They don't like the way it tastes. It tastes like shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what I learned from you, you know, traveling here and there and going to a lot of restaurants, you know, I always thought, stupid me, when I first started making money that I needed to like up the quality of the restaurant I went to to get better food. And yeah, you're 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 shaking your head. No, yeah. of course. And when we went to Philly and we went on a little food tour, you were showing me all these tiny little joints. Right. Most people would call them holes, holes in, in the, the wall. wall. Right. And the food was just as good as some like uh, you know fancy restaurant in Manhattan. When when I was and when I was in the high end business in the restaurant business, I think it was eighty percent fraud. Really. I used to see chefs write menus. Before they even made the food. 
So they would write the menu to sound a certain way. Yeah. They would hit all the cliche points, everything that was hot, black, black kale, Caesar salad. Right. You know what I mean? Right. This and that. But they never cooked it. With a hint of lemon. Buh, buh, buh. With a hint of this With a hint of BS. (laughs) (laughs) And, And... I would see, and that would really turn me off to the high-end world where I saw these chefs, you know what I mean? And they would make all this food yeah. uh, after the fact. So they would, they would cook to meet whatever they wrote on the menu. And I found that so bizarre. So what I realized, you know, as a young chef was all these high-end guys would end up at a burger joint or a dive bar because their palates were honest. Yeah. You know, they had great palates. But they weren't transferring that honesty to their customer who's paying $100. Mm-hmm. There's very few chefs that make food at that level that is that is honest. You know, you have a guy like Eric Repair at Le Bernardin. Oh, of course. Yeah, you don't, huh? you don't have no idea. <laughs> no. I might as well say Mickey Mouse. <laughs> right. So this guy, you know, he's one of the few. He makes food that he likes. And people, they eat it and they accept it because he's a four-star Michelin guy. But still... He's an honest chef. But then I see some guy with a handlebar mustache and a lamb, like a lamb and a fence tattoo. And all of a sudden he's driving his unicycle to work and I got to listen to his garbage. Right, right. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He doesn't have what it takes. And that's why I eat simple food because that's how I was taught. You know, the the old French chefs taught me. They said, uh, you want to learn how to cook a pepper? You have to eat it raw. And they would teach us for weeks. You want to use a lemon? Eat a lemon. You want to use an orange? Eat an orange. We used to have to eat every product raw so that we understood what its base flavor, what its honest flavor, its baseline was. Yeah. Now, chefs, everything comes prepackaged. It's, it's, it's smoke so, and mirrors. Why did you get into cooking? I got into cooking. Um, my grandfather got me into cooking. When I was, uh, when I was 11 years old, turning, going about to turn 12, my grandfather calls me. And my grandfather is very wise, very short with words. And he said to me, he said, Carl, come over here. I said, yeah, what's up, Grandpa? He says, I keep hearing your grandmother and your mother tell you that you're special. You're not special. He says, you see your brother over there? Now that kid's special. He goes. Could you explain your brother to the people that haven't heard yet? He basically can levitate if he wanted to. That's how, <laughs> you know, he's a cardiothoracic surgeon. He operates on. Every, on babies. On, on, he's a, but he operates on babies that are still in the that, womb. Yeah. No, no, that's his wife. She's, oh. She's an OBGYN trauma surgeon. Uh, they they married each oh, other? It's like two computers married each <laughs> oh other. Oh, my God. Why would I you mean, do that? Let me tell you something. You're at a family party, and <laughs> right. they like and they have jokes with each other. Yeah. And it's just, they fall so hard, they break the table. <laughs> right. Like, my brother looked at, at Katie and be like, oh, and that's what the scalpel said. And I'm like, boo, boo. I mean, they're the most unfunny two human beings I, ever seen. I, I honestly think if you're highly intelligent, like your brother, yeah. that you should marry like a Perkins waitress. Yeah. Right? Well, I did that, and that doesn't work out either. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to explain why. I mean, Carl is living in a cabin. Perkins in, in Perkins out. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because now you're, you're, you're bringing your, your, your work home, and they're probably you know just trying to have a nice family dinner and discussing what, what went on at the hospital that Here, day. Here's the problem with really two, two really smart people. They're very pragmatic, right? So they think everything out. Yeah. So everything is like a strategy session. You know, like they're like one of the daughters, Lucy. Oh, Lucy wants to do this now. 
you know, like wants to play soccer. Mm. And next thing you know, my bro's got a spreadsheet and shit. I'm like, let the kid play. Let the kid be a kid. Let the kid be a kid. Right. So they're so smart that they get, every, everything is almost like a bureaucracy. Like you can't get anything done. Yeah. So what does he do exactly? He's, so his wife is the one that operates on babies yeah, that are he, still in the he womb. Deals, he deals with, with people that have less than 10% to live they, they, with massive congenital heart defects. So he's basically the Grim Reaper. Wait, does he operate on kids or everybody? Kids, I think mostly kids. So, um, how how do how you have to be? Uh, how do I say this carefully? He has to be autistic in a way, or he has to be like slightly dead inside. You could see the spectrum coming out of his eyes. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not trying to be rude, but if your whole job is where you're dealing with parents that have a really sick kid, and 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 they are coming to you knowing they only have a ten percent chance, yeah, yeah. he's you're a reaper. That's what I call him. But how do you go home? Like nothing, like a switch. It doesn't bother him. Not you. He'll come home, play with the kids, laugh, and 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 he'll talk to you about it. Right. Like he, like I'm talking about, you know, drinking a beer. I don't know how you do. Completely that. clinical. Doesn't even phase him. So it doesn't phase him if he's saving the kid. Doesn't phase him one way or another. And it doesn't phase him if the kid doesn't make it. If the kid doesn't make it. I make can't it. wrap my head I around that either. And, and it, it leads He to has the same attitude as a serial killer. Really? I, I think it's the same thing, just on another right. side. It's funny you should say that because my daughter went on a play date uh, recently. With a doctor? How old is she? <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's five. I gotcha. And um, it, was, uh, it was me and the dad. So he doesn't work. He does nothing. I go, what do you do? He goes, I do nothing. Was he at Sirius XM too? <laughs> <laughs> he collects records. I, I kind of got along with the guy. So you were with E-Rock? <laughs> <laughs> he collects records. He collects all the Beatles imports. Oh, you need the Japanese press because of blah, 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 blah. You think that's cool? Uh, it was it was cool listening to records with the guy. You sat and listened to records? Yeah, while guy? our kids were running around playing. Stranger danger. And, and my daughter almost broke. Uh, Wait, her, hold on. What? I got too much to say now. Oh, my God, Opie. Give me, give me one second. And Where were you? That Would he just bring a record player on a no, dolly? No, I, I went to his house. Okay. With, you know, and our kids played together. And we were listening to records. And he was explaining stuff. And in a way, it was kind of interesting. But What do you do with your hands and eyes, like with records? What do you mean? Like, what do you do? You stare at each other while the record's playing. Do you look at other stuff? Do you look at your phone? Well, uh, it was one of those snowy days in New York City. This so, is so, I, so I was looking out the window. <laughs> you guys were looking out the window, making, listening to records, making believe I cared about the Japanese import of the Beatles Abbey Road. You hated it. Don't lie to me. You hated me. You know what? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Guy sucks. <laughs> and then it didn't help that my my little daughter almost broke her ankle on an exercise well, bike. Of course, from the you guys night. are staring at each other's eyes, looking at imported records. All of a sudden, uh, wow! You know, I'm really good at this, so don't worry. I'm going to bring it back to Carl, his brother, and everything. Trust me, this is this is my expertise. But my daughter is now on a, an exercise bike from the '70s. You know, those old school where is everything this guy have old. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you usually see these exercise bikes in like old people's houses right. that they maybe exercise 20 years prior and right. now it's like a coat rack. Right. So my daughter's on and I'm like, I don't know if she should be on that, man. But then this guy's daughter was on. I'm like, all right, if his daughter's on it, then I guess my daughter could do. And then my daughter goes, daddy, can we stay? I'm having so much fun here. And it's a nice snowy day in New York. It's like almost like a blizzard outside. They ordered pizza. It's, it's kind of nice as far as a play date goes, right? 
also now I'm listening like two gay parents I know. <laughs> now I'm listening to you know another Beatles song from uh, some some Australian import I don't know but is it the same song no we're switching records and no but I'm and saying that. like does the does the import song sound the same as the original to me it does this guy sucks because my, my my ears are dead from doing so many years of radio so and your to, soul too what are you doing in there I mean he has a turntable and he's trying to explain why the turntable is better than his, the CDs and I'm like man you're talking to the wrong person because I I can't hear anymore I you would know. shoot a flare up and have extracted <laughs> right, out of that right. party. <laughs> anyway, so then my daughter's like, can we stay? Two minutes later, Carl, she's screaming bloody murder. Oh, she okay. fell off the bike and got her foot stuck. Uh, and I looked at this ankle and we're like, oh, my. I thought she broke her leg. Long story you, short, she was fine in the end, but it was bad. Really bad. So good because you got to leave, right? Injured kid, but no more other. Oh, I'm I'm grabbing her. Thank you, thank you, thank Thank you, you. thank you, thank you. Trying to get a cab, and by the time I got the cab and got her in the back seat, I realized we don't have to go to the hospital. But actually, went to the doctor the next day. But that was that's now it's becoming boring. It wasn't broken. So anyway, this guy, he's a stay at home dad, and and basically says, yeah, I don't I don't do nothing. My my wife's a doctor. And I go, well, what do you do? And he explained the record collection. And he goes, I, I uh, categorize my records. That's what I do every day. So he gets these records. Don't go there anymore. He gets these records. Keep your kids away from this guy. He listens to it. And then he decides he, he rates it. The quality of the record. He and, rates it. Yeah, all this stuff. He's part of a, a Facebook club oh, and yeah. all that. He's a, a all bunch of other mavericks. In. But I, I really did like the guy. So his wife, getting back to your brother. Right. His wife um, uh, operates on breast, breast cancer. Right. And she does a lot of these surgeries. Oh, I yeah. mean, a lot, like 20 a week. Yeah, that's good So money. she's seen a lot of death, too. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and a lot of success. Not Maybe not as bad as your brother where no. it's 10%, but she's probably, you know, she's trying to save people's lives as well. So I was trying to talk to this guy about movies and and uh, TV shows, he goes, oh, in this house, because of what my wife does when she comes home, we don't watch anything heavy. So he goes, I'm into the Gilmore Girls. Don't ever go. <laughs> I hate this story. But, but, I don't hate this story because it's but, a great story. I'm but glad it, your kid's fine. But it made sense to me because... You know, he's kind of frustrated because I was talking about... Uh, I'm frustrated. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I'm talking about like Walking Dead and all this. And he's like, yeah, I'm not allowed. To, we're not allowed to watch any of that. Because when she comes home, she wants to turn off and watch just mindless stuff. So he goes, I actually am really into the Gilmore Girls. And he's like, I'm probably the only heterosexual male that's into the Gilmore Girls. There would be, if I was there, a throat punch coming from across <laughs> the couch. He would be in a full fight with me. I swear I like the guy, though. Why? I don't know. I like the... He's a creep. So it goes back to your brother who's like just uh, uh, an intellect. Right. You know, and 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 his job is pretty freaking brutal. So now back to you. Yes. All right. So your grandfather goes to you. You're not like your brother who's like just highly intelligent. It's going to be this incredible doctor. Always a nerd. Yeah. And he was like Morrissey when he was a little kid, like sexless. Really? He didn't didn't like girls. Did he, he like boys though? No, he didn't like anything. So how he did would he study all day like a weirdo? But how did he get into put trying to keep it clean on the podcast? Right. How did he get into you know the putty as as I think I think his wife bumped into his crotch and he's like, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> <laughs> One and done, you think? No, it was two and done. He went two and done. He had a, he had a girlfriend. Yeah. 
Well, no. Let me let me back this up. This is a sensitive story in my house. Really? So we and went, he's going to be listening to this. Is he going to be cool with this? I'll knock him out. All right, good. So my brother and I go on vacation one year to Aruba, and there was this girl from Colombia, from Cartagena, and she was a smoke show. Right? Yeah. And my brother falls in love with this girl. Really? And my brother does something that's unspeakable to me. Goes and tells my mother and father at his age, he was like 16, I'm in love with this girl. How do I get her, mom? And I'm like, ew! (laughs) Ew! Like I'm sitting by the pool, I'm like, ew! (laughs) You're the worst! (laughs) How old were you? A year and a half, took a year. So I was 14. And he was. But New York City, 14. And he's 15 and a half, 16? 16. But he's. So I would assume at that point uh, that you were already getting laid. I lost my virginity at 12. Did you really? Yes. Yes. Wow. To a famous musician's daughter that I can't say because she'll listen to this. Can you write it down? How famous is the musician? Back then, as famous as you could imagine. 80s? Late 70s, early 80s. Like rock? Like R&B. R&B. Black? Oh, yeah. She was black? Chocolate Thunder. Oh. She, was a be- she was beautiful. We're going to talk she looked about- like, She looked like Lisa Bonet. We're going to talk about my black fetish on a, uh, a future episode. What do you mean black? Have you ever dated a black girl? Uh, not dated, but... So then there's nothing I, to talk about. I, it's I, a whole different I, experience. I, uh, I lassoed one and brought her home. And then what happened? She didn't uh, like your Beatles records. <laughs> well, oh boy, here What'd we you go. do, Alfie? I try to, uh, oh, you know, you did something in front of her. I try to go down. downtown, right? <sighs> no good. Rough. Hot garbage. <sighs> How old were you? Rough. Did she run home? I was old. <laughs> oh, well, you gotta be careful with that. No, it was it. it, it you know, but you're not a quitter, man. You got to follow it, it through. Just don't do it again. But you no, got to finish it, it. It was the waff. It was the, it was the odor. You couldn't put your t-shirt over your nose. It was rough. You couldn't ninja it, it out. It was rough. You got to ninja it out. You got to suck it through. You got to. You Very gotta, sexy, but it took me out of the game. But anyway, that takes you. Out, nothing takes out. Me out of the game. That doesn't take you out of the not game. Even death will take me out of the game. I'm really? Cheating. There's not once. <laughs> once we engage, it's full gone. Oh my you god! You have to get a stick, like when a pit bull locks on someone, and pull me off with a stick. Smells are rough with me. It doesn't bother me. I, I'm no chef. I can smell anything. I, I broke up with girls over the years because the smell wasn't right. Oh, I, that, I'm, I'm like not talking about the break. I'm like this. The smell's not right. This means something with nature. I'm moving on. It means that's it's, it's all I'm right. I'm moving on. It means so you lost your virginity at 12 to yeah. a. I got to bring all this together. Oh my yeah. god, all my skills. I'm going to need all my skills. All right, I'm thinking. Okay, 12 year old lose your virginity. Yeah. R&B famous singer's daughter. Yeah, gorgeous. How many hits? At least 10. At least 10 gold records. In the late 70s? Easy. Part of an R&B group? Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire? Close, but no. Come on. I'm not going to tell you even if you get there, but no, it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire. All right. Anyway, so you lost your virginity at 12. Your brother is 16, and and he's he's, hot for this this girl. And he's treading water asking my mother what to do. Really? And I'm like, boo, by the pool. So my mother... Starts giving him advice. And even at 15, I knew this advice was awful. It was awful. Yeah. This girl wanted an aggressive. She she was on vacation. 
she wanted to get down. Right? Oh, really? I could smell it. Really? My brother couldn't smell a thing. And your brother had no moves. He wants to hold hands with this girl into the sunset. And she and just wants, wants to... to get buried behind a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for your brother. And he's... So my mother... Listen to how bad this is. You know what my mother's advice was? Uh, Georgie. That's what he called, which was bad off the bat. Yeah. Georgie, write her a nice little note on how you feel. I'm like, don't do that, boo. You're going to die. Ew. How many days are you on vacation? Ew, this could have been closed in an hour. She wanted to close the deal. She was ready. So you guys are only there for a week. Yeah, we so can she afford knows, more than a week. So she's smart enough to know that. I'm just trying to get some action on vacation, right. and your brother's thinking I'm going to marry this, this girl. This is this is my life life partner at oh 16 years old, right? So God, I mean, he's I mean, talk about making every single one of the wrong moves. Yeah. So he goes upstairs with my mother, and they're on the little swim trunks and stuff. So she goes upstairs with my mom, and they come back with it, a revised note. I'm like, dude. You can't have mom write you a love note. This is awful. I hate everything about this. And my father yeah. is like, my father knew I was different than my brother. He's like, just leave him alone. You're having fun. <laughs> just leave him alone. Go get daddy another gym. A Johnny Walker black. Did you see that girl? Did you see that girl in the red? <laughs> Nipples been hard since two in the afternoon. <laughs> Mom's just hitting him. And I was, shut up, Jesse. Right. Shut up. You're so fresh. <laughs> and he's like, You're going to turn that kid into a girl. He's screaming, right? But my brother's all in. Writes this note, goes and hands it to the girl. Now me, I'm like cloak and dagger. I'm behind the pool watching the look on this on the disappointment on this girl's face when my brother shows up with like a perfectly folded note in hotel stationery. This is awful. And goes here, and he runs away like like he was just serving somebody. Uh, like he was serving papers or somebody. Yeah. Took off running. I'm like George, what are you doing? I watched the girl. She opens the note, and then her friend comes, who's another little fireball, and they both look at the note, and they start laughing, like, whatever. She puts the note right in the garbage. Ugh. And I go back to my brother, because I'm special ops. I'm like, no more notes. Go over there. Put your tongue all the way down her throat until she pushes you away. And guess what? She's not gonna. Carl, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay, George. <laughs> Fast forward, vacation's over. Now, my brother, for the next year, is a pen pal with this girl. With the girl. Note after letter after thing. How far away is She's she in live? Columbia. Oh, you said, okay. We are in New Jersey. Oh, my God. So my mother, listen to this. Mm -hmm. My mother arranges, to, convinces my dad it's time to go to Columbia. So the next year on vacation, we go see the girl in Bogota. Now, I'm a year wiser. I'm almost a Navy SEAL at this point. You know what I mean? And my brother has not changed one, but he's got a whole stack of letters that he wants to give her and more correspondence. And he's and now he's head over heels. A year. And it was funny. Like, she, he would send, like, nine notes, and she would send back what the equivalent is now of a text of, like, LOL or hi. Like, she would send, like, little things, right? Yeah. And they come meet us at the airport. Now I'm a little older, and she is looking fierce. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And now the other little friend, she's in tow. 
And during this whole correspondence, you're like, I'm going to hook up your brother with my friend Claudia. So we get to the airport. They're waiting for us. I, we get off the plane. There's like a little glass thing in South, in, you know, waiting for us to go through customs. The girl Luna gives, gives uh, my brother a hug. I immediately start making out with the other girl. In the airport, my mom pulls me off, tells me I'm being disgusting, disrespected the family. But I knew this girl was ready to ride, right? We go out that week, that night clubbing. Now my brother's still holding her hand. It's awful. Oh, God. He's holding her hand and I'm... Why is she still holding his hand at this my point? My hand has not come off this girl's butt, my girl, right. <laughs> since the airport. Right. Right. I'm a sweaty creep. Oh, he's holding the hand of the new one. Of the new one. All right, sorry. Yes. And I'm hold- and I I got her friend who's just along for the ride. Right. She can't wait. She's having a time of her life. Right. We get to the club, and it's in we're in Bogota, so it is crazy. So the minute I get into the club, I realize I'm like, wait a second, you can buy drugs here, everything. Like I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a gun. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is an amazing place. So I'm doing shots. My brother can't hold alcohol. So my brother does four shots of aguardiente. It's what we drink in Colombia. Now my brother gets upset because I'm dancing with both the girls. I'm all fucked up. I'm all messed up. And he gets upset and goes, I'm going back to the hotel. Leaves me with his little pen pal and her friend. Now they got to deal with me. Oh. So I go hog wild on these two girls. Bring them back to the hotel. Start making out with both of them in the lobby. The guy that, that ran the lobby came up to me and said, Sir, and I'm 16, but you know, you stay at this hotel, you're a big deal. In South America, it's a whole different world out there. Yeah. Uh, you can't be doing this here. We have guests coming back and forth. There's an empty room we'd like to give you, and then you could just For stay. real? Dude, they were so nice. Wow. And we just went in, and then... And it was over. And it was over. It was one of the best nights Beautiful. of my life. You want to talk about a family problem? Right. My brother took it to the Supreme Court, which is going to my mother and my father. Well, why'd you tell anyone? I didn't. When we had, when we had, but it the- seems like he would never know that all went down. He didn't know it went down. But what happened is the next day, Luna, his girl, mm-hmm. was like, "Ah, you know, listen, I don't want to be this kind of guy, but me and your brother are kind of cool with each other." And then my brother started putting it together. Oh shit! And my brother's like, "Ma, ma." Oh my god, I kissed her at seven. <laughs> I kissed her this morning. <laughs> that is so weird that you and your brother are so different. He doesn't he doesn't drink. Doesn't drink, doesn't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. I'll smoke a goat that's walking out. No kidding. And he just nothing. And, and so how is that I mean We're like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger see, and twins, like just completely I, different. I'm one of uh, five boys in my family, right. seven kids. Right. And we're all more or less the same. But he's a super brain, though. That's that's. I think that's the difference. Yeah, but I, I, I've been with you long enough. Uh, all you know, joking aside, yeah. you're really intelligent, I know. really smart. And what I've learned about you over the years is you're street smart. Well, I'm street smart. The, the stuff you have taught me right. is pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> it's and I just hope common sense. Your common sense knowledge is, is second to none for real. <laughs> and I you. hope we could talk about some of this sure. on the podcast because sure. a lot of times on the the old radio show, I wish some of this came out and it didn't. Right. You know, you know. I mean, we're we're really close these days, and, right. and I'll call you with some kind of issue, and you'll just 
You'll just hit me with some common knowledge that puts it all into a, a, a place where I, I'm like, uh, an understanding. Right. I'm like, oh my God, of course that's what's going on here. I think, Opie, what it comes from, it's, uh, I think some, everyone has it in the beginning. You know, me and you have pretty much the same upbringing where not a lot of money and a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think I went into business very early. You know, as a chef, you're like a private contractor, right? Yeah. So, Wait, can you hold this? Because I know this is going to end up uh, being another 20 minutes. So. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk five feet to to Carl's uh, bathroom in it's the cabin. A, it's at least eight feet. Don't be an ass. It's eight feet. Okay, <laughs> but I want to keep this rolling. So yeah, go ahead. Just talk okay. about whatever you want and promote your stuff. Promote your stuff. Your restaurant. I'm not gonna talk about anything. We'll we'll cut here. No, we're not cutting. No cutting. No. What if I want to have a cigarette? Oh, you want to have a cigarette? Yeah, let's go to, uh, go have a cigarette. All right, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to go to the bathroom. We'll take a smoke break. Uh, but they're not going to know that it was a smoke break because it's just going to be like da-da-da, right right back at it. So, all right. I'm, I'm at uh, Carl's Cabin in the middle of uh, the woods in New Jersey. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Carl's going to have a cigarette, and Why we're going to continue. Why don't you go to the bathroom outside? Huh? You don't like going to the bathroom outside? I can? It's one of my favorite things to do here. Yeah. Peeing in nature is... Yeah, you're not trying to look at my peeing, are you? I mean... Why don't you go outside right here by the <laughs> Come on, Kaza. <laughs> Do the right thing. It's not gay if there's not a house 10 miles from here. <laughs> don't, don't go Carl a favor and go take a pee oh by the God. window. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like our relationship's going to the next level. You can't get out of here. All right, I'm pausing this. You're going you're gonna to smoke. I'm going to like pee behind one of these trees, and we're going to continue this conversation. Where were we at? i got to remember now. My brother being corny. No, I know that. Oh, and you getting into the restaurant business yeah. at a very early age. All right, we'll be back. Bye-bye. And that's how he signs off. No teas, no begging for reviews. Fucking radio guy. Come on, let's just do this. In three, two, one. <laughs> Westwood One Voice Guy here. Opie won't be coming back from pissing on a tree as Carl slowly kills himself while trying to get a peek at the fallen radio star's peen. But no worries, this conversation in the solitary woods of New Jersey will continue. Here's a little taste of what's coming up on the next episode of Opie Radio. I know you're dying for a cigarette. I am. I asked how you met Guy Fieri. Why did you drink this so much? What do you mean? We shared it. I wanted to open it because usually you take like a little baby sip in here. No, it's really good. I know. That's not good. I mean, this is a hard beer to get. Oh, really? Yeah, it's You're cool. bombed? Yeah, it's cool. Are you kidding me? We were drinking the, the Founders CBS uh, Imperial Stout Brewed with chocolate and coffee, Asian maple syrup, bourbon barrels. You know what? I tasted all of that. Yeah. Most of the time when you... you that's know, cool, man. It's empty. That's cool. No, I mean, but I'm going to explain some food knowledge you to you for so once. Fast. You never drank it this fast. Half the time when, when some, you know, they describe a beer like it has a hint to this or that. This one is actually. I, I tasted right? all that. Exactly. I don't, I don't think Founders makes a bad beer. It was excellent. So I asked you how you met Guy Fieri, which, which leads to us meeting and right. it'll be a great way to you know wrap sure. up this uh, sure. podcast or show or whatever the hell we're calling it OP Radio don't forget to subscribe leave comments and of course a five star rating on Apple Podcasts from the Westwood One Podcast Network